0: It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Perrano and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Hi, this is Debbie Kiever letting you know that starting in January, I'll be teaching an online ladies' Bible study called Kingdom Woman based on the book written by Tony Evans and Crystal Evans Hurst called Kingdom Woman. If you'd like to learn more about this online Bible study and be part of it, you can email me at Debbie at com. Well, welcome back to Beyond the Building. This is Debbie Kiever with Laura Pereno. And Laura, we are wrapping up the month of February on this series on relationships. And it's been a fun month talking about different uh, dynamics and relationships, specifically having Lisa come and join us where she had some great insights about mentoring and Missy joined us. And boy, what a phenomenal weave of scripture with Queen Esther in taking away some principles about how you parent your families, your children. And so today, as we're concluding this series, it's certainly, we've not exhausted everything you could talk about relationships. But uh, we have some interesting dynamics, specifically on our friendships with women. Now, God has given us the gift of our girlfriends, but I don't know about you. I think women are known for creating some drama amongst themselves. I think it starts specifically on the playground in elementary school and just <laughs> grows. But women, women friendships are truly a gift. But there's something that really need to be nurtured and handled responsibly because there can be some specific challenges that come up in those relationships with our girlfriends. Before we jump into this, we just want to remind everybody what we shared in the first podcast of this month. Every relationship that we have uh, on a horizontal level with other people is going to be healthier If our vertical relationship with the Heavenly Father is the most important relationship in our lives, that vertical relationship where we are running to him as the the key source for our security and our acceptance and our love, those needs need to be met first and foremost through our Heavenly Father. And, And as he fills us up with everything that we need, then we are able to spill out into the relationships with those around us and our specifically our ability to uh, play well in the same sandbox with our girlfriends is going to be improved as our basic needs are being met from our heavenly father.
1: Absolutely. I, I really appreciate that starting out with that truth, Debbie, because all of our relationships do have to start out with that relationship with God. But there is such a gift that we have been given as women, and that is the gift of our friendships with other women. And I know that you would say the same thing. Um, there are just women, when you when you think back to hard times in your lives or your life, good times in your life, uh, the struggle in your life, we so often can look back and see that there was a a woman, a relationship with a friend that God has given us, who stood by us or um, walked with us through any struggle. I think one of the things that we get a little challenged with, and maybe one of the places that we have uh, maybe a bump in the road, is the fact that sometimes we don't recognize the fact that there are seasons in our relationships, and there are seasons in our relationships with other women, with our girlfriends, and. I mean, you just said the sandbox and you made a reference to the playground. And it is true. You know, we form, we learn how to form relationships with other girls, uh, having girlfriends in elementary school. And our, our relationships certainly look different with the same person as we go through elementary school into high school. You know, a lot of times there's, you know, we leave one relationship for another with a, a best friend type of a thing. But even now as adults, there are going to be seasons where our relationships with particular girlfriends are going to change and some of these things are because i mean you know we have common interests with people i remember when emily was little and i'm sure you had the same thing with your voice that my relationships my girlfriends became the moms mm-hmm. of the little girls that emily connected with in class so the play but then when emily it's the play yeah date, exactly moms. Yep. Then you hang out with those moms and you get to know them. But then what happens is you go to a different school. And I remember Emily transitioned in third grade. And all of a sudden, while you think you're going to stay connected to the first and second grade moms, you don't. Life changes. Seasons change. You still see the people in the grocery store and you have a relationship, but your relationship has changed. And so it goes on throughout life. Now, you know, we're in our 50s and the people that we may have hung out with in our 30s and 40s, we're still connected but our relationships change and they don't look the same we do have some relationships that span you know the years and span the changes in our seasons but uh, i think we put a lot of pressure on our relationships thinking that we need to maintain them to the same level even though our situation changes things are for the seasons and it's okay that we grow in that way
0: do you remember at the end of high school what you wrote in the back of each other's yearbooks that we will be best friends forever Yes, right. I will always yes. be here for you. And yes. <laughs> I yes. actually was looking at my yearbook and I had a high school that had 1300 in my class. So mm-hmm. it was a large high school. And somebody had written, y- you have been such a best friend for me. I will never forget you. I will always be here for you. Call me time." But it's signed by somebody. I have no <laughs> idea who it is. And yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Well, that's really sad. Yes. (laughs) I'm like, apparently, maybe I was more important to them than they were to me. I don't know. But there's this perception when you're in high school that, wow, this will never change. And Mm. and I think your college friends maybe have a better chance of still being in your life in some way. But still, when you think of how many college friends, you know, that you were so tight with that you just, Mm. it's not that there's a problem. You just live in other parts of the country. And Mm -hmm. maybe your interests have really changed. So it's just funny when you think back to how you pledged to be friends forever. You know. Absolutely. Friends forever is one thing. Best friends forever is another yes. for animal. But I, yes. I'd love to take a look at some four key thoughts this uh, in this podcast about what creates longevity in friendships. And this is not longevity. Like this is one of my kindred spirit, best friends, iron sharpens, irons kind of friends. This is really just any friendship that you want to be able to see. Remain healthy, healthy friendships that whether you are in the same location or you still just stay in touch with each other if you live far away. What are some of the uh, parameters that really lead to having a healthy relationship? And everybody wants to start with well, I need to find a friend who is A, B, and C. And really what we should be saying is I need to become this yep. kind of friend. That's I need right. to I need to work on me because if I'm trying to work on somebody else's um, ability to be a friend right there, that's not really being a good friend. Let's just yep. work on ourselves and become the friend that other people are needing. And so the first one I just want to mention is we need friends who are going to walk through life spiritually with us. And we look at this in the life of David and Jonathan and first Samuel 18, one to four. Let me just read that quickly. After David had finished talking with Saul, Jonathan became one in spirit with David and he loved him as himself. From that day, Saul kept David with him and he did not let him return home to his family. And Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as himself. Jonathan took off the robe he was wearing and he gave it to David along with his tunic and even his sword and his bow and his belt. Man, the the foundational part of this relationship, this friendship with uh, David and Jonathan was that they were one in spirit. They were running in the same direction in their relationship with God. Uh, They had a friendship that was, that was the common ground. It was that desire to be obedient to God. You know, when I do a lot of teaching about the marriage relationship, you, you picture a triangle and God is at the top and the husband and the wife are on the bottom corners. If my focus, let's say with my husband and I, if my focus is directed towards my relationship growing closer to God and my husband's focus is growing closer to God, then We will end up closer together. Well, the same principle applies to your friendships, like you and I, right? We've been friends for a long time, but one of the common bonds, the foundation for the Deb and Laura relationship has been Jesus Christ at the center, where each of us is really working to keep the focus of, I want to become more like Jesus. We're doing that individually, right? In our own homes, our own circles of friends. But because we're doing that, you and I have stayed close for 30 some years, you know, and continue to get to get closer. So it's that principle really applies. David, David and Jonathan kept the Lord first. There's a, a quote I just want to share from Tommy Nelson. You run as hard and as fast as you can towards Jesus. And then every now, now and then stop and look around. See who's running beside you. These are the people who are spiritually in sync with you these are the people right they i turn around and go wow laura is really keeping her eyes on jesus and running close mm. to him mm. and that mm. really helped our relationship weather a lot of things over mm. the years but the bond yep. has been jesus christ
1: Amen. I love, love, you know, just as you said that quote, I just love that, Debbie. Because really, when you think about the fact that the Christian life was a race, right, and that we are surrounded by so many people running with us, I love the fact that when we're running to Jesus and we look around, we can see who is running with us. That is exciting, and we encourage each other as we keep rolling. It reminds me of a verse in Proverbs thirteen twenty, and this is really a, a great verse. When we think about who we are connecting with or who are really close intimate uh friendships are going to be with walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffers harm man if we want to become wise and we don't want to suffer harm right we are going to pursue deep friendships only with people who are living their lives set on becoming christ-like as their goal if our goal is to become christ-like we need to be hanging with, staying with people who are Christ-like as well. And we know when we look in, well, you know, Jesus hung out with with everyone, right? He was he was accepting as far as uh, he wanted to go and and show God's love and 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 invite everyone to be a part of the kingdom of God. But we know Jesus' relationships also varied to the place where he had those close, intimate relationships. And when we're looking for the close, intimate relationships, that we're going to end up being these long-term relationships that point us back to the Father, like you just said. We are going to really want to pursue relationships with other people who are living lives um, set apart for Christ.
0: Yeah, I think who's in your inner circle. Who are mm-hmm. your inner circle girlfriends? Because you will rub off on each other. You know, each of us has been influenced by those on the perimeter who who don't have the same standard or the convictions uh, that that we maybe start that friendship with. Like I have good intentions of holding the line. But like you just said, whoever we are surrounding, surrounding ourselves in our inner circle, we're going to become more like them. A lot of times we think, well, they'll become more like us. You know, but mm-hmm. that is a slippery slope, that is a dangerous yep. place to be. You know, in our yep. friendships, I think if we want to really keep Jesus at the center, you want to go into those friendships saying, How aware am I of what this friend is dealing with spiritually? What are their needs? Like, yep. how like, can you answer this question of how can I be praying for Laura Perino right now? Like, do I know? what it is that's on your plate that i need to be praying for if my current event is six months ago information then there's a question there is that really a a critical piece of your day you know of of caring about somebody's deeper way and looking how to really provide resources and encourage growth spiritually is so important
1: absolutely and that really flows right into our second uh point about developing strong uh Relationships that go for you know lifetime, right? Long, long-term relationships with other girls, and it's that women need friends to talk through their walk. You know, there is something about having friends that we can talk to on an open, honest, uh, relational way, and we don't feel like we have to cover things up. And uh, God gives us women like that in our lives. And I think that's where that whole like non-judgmental spirit comes in. When you have a really good friend and you are walking the same walk and you are both pursuing Jesus, you are going to be able to talk about the stuff you struggle with and not feel like you are going to be condemned or judged. So that really brings us to the second point where you're talking about we need friends or women need friends to talk through their walk, right? We need women who, when we're in a struggle or when we're rejoicing, that we have other people that we can go and talk through the things that we are walking. There's a woman. Uh, she doesn't. She's not called by her name in the book of Judges in verse uh, chapter 11. She's just known as Jephthah's daughter, and she was going through a really hard time. Like this woman, young woman, Jephthah's daughter, you know, she's called a virgin. She was a young woman. She was going through a very big, significant struggle. And one of the things that we find her doing as she's going through this struggle was to go to her father, we see in uh, verse 37 of Judges 11 and asks for some time to go away. In verse 7, it says, the daughter is talking to her father, and Jephthah's daughter says, grant me this one request, she said, give me two months to roam the hills and weep with my friends because I will never marry. And her father says, you may go, he said, and he let her go for two months, and she and her friends went into the hills and wept because she would never marry. Now the word for friends there deb is, is a great word it actually is a word if you look at the original language it's it's girls or women friends who are in the same stage of life that you are going through and so when jeff daughter was going through this extremely significant crisis in her life she was given the gift of friends women young women also virgins, same story, same situation that she was in, in life, that she was given the opportunity to walk through this really, really hard struggle with. Now, jephthah's daughter was walking through a significant struggle and we can walk through very significant struggles too. And some of our struggles are more challenging than others. But when we go through these hard seasons, we have been given the gift of of women to cry with, to rejoice with, to talk through our circumstances with. You know, she was given this gift for two months. We can be given this gift for a lifetime. Um, There is something about hanging with the girls who are going through the same thing that you are going through in our stages of life that really is a blessing to us and helps us through even the most significant trial. So you need to really sit back
0: and reflect a minute. Who are my girls, right? Who are the girls who are in that same stage of life, the crisis, you know that that this young lady was going through was different than the crisis that her friends were going through. But because they were in the same season of life, they were able to connect in a special way. So we need to really be, you know, taking time to think about who do we have in our lives that would fall into that category, and then to be intentional, to be very on purpose, to reach out, to spend time, to talking. Now we don't have two months to go wander hills and. Talk with our yes, friends, yes, but yes. but even in this uh, quarantine time, you know you can reach out to those friends. You just have to take initiative to do it, and dynamics change over the, over time. I, I we've all lived this where from some friendships have been very tight. Maybe there were two couples that did a whole lot together, and a circumstance changed, and there was a divorce that took place, and and you're no longer hanging out as two couples and sometimes the two women they can still be friends but they're not connecting like they had done before things change with your children you know whether there's uh, children who live and some children who pass away Um, whether you are children that have never left your nest yet (laughs) versus someone who is now in emptiness. There's just a lot of things that can change a relationship. And it's important to really be there for each other and not abandon a friend whose situation has changed. um, But for the one whose situation has changed to also look around and say, God, who are my girls? Who would say I have walked in a very similar road and let me encourage you. So I think support groups are really important when you are uh you know when i think of different recovery groups where maybe you are living with somebody who's battling an addiction it really helps to talk to somebody else who can say yes i have gone through that too or the support groups for grieving you know i think these are important support groups that you need to have in your life so who do you have that you can go to and just really pour your heart out with specifics of how you're feeling
1: yeah you know debbie uh just moving. It's been interesting to still maintain good, healthy, strong relationships from where I was and at the same time, uh, grow and start new relationships in this new place. And it's been honestly a lot of fun. Like while we talk about the fact that it can be a challenge, uh, you know, as we, as we're growing to have these girlfriend relationships, it has been really so much fun to see who God has brought my way. And even the people in my neighborhood where I live here, we all are pretty much in the same season of life. Like we all, most of us have kids that are either in college or a little bit older. And it's great to be that way. A lot of people really have that relationship with Jesus, which is great to be connected in that way too. But I, I continue to be grateful for those relationships that have gone on for the year and a half that I have been, you know, full-time here in Franklin. But I have to say that with COVID, one of the things that, has struck me is, and I don't know if this has happened to you or anybody who's listening, uh, when we were all under like strict lockdown, all of the sudden people from my high school were reaching out to me. And it was really amazing because for hours and hours under lockdown, we had nothing else to do, I found myself on the phone, not even just texting, on the phone with people, girlfriends, From my high school class that i have literally not talked to except for at two reunions like in the past what 30 years (laughs) and it was amazing debbie it's like we picked off picked up where we, we left off and so i look back on that too the relationships that are strong from high school, I went to a Christian school, we, we were talking about Jesus all the time. We're still talking about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Our phone calls were not like, after we talked about, do you have a grandchild? Are you married? Where do you live? It was like, so do you remember when we studied this Bible passage? Or do you remember when this teacher taught us this in, in the Hebrews class? And we just went right back to that um, solid place. And now, and this is what, been a couple months, these these girls i'm texting with them on a regular basis now these relationships it's like we can't you can't ever assume that something is not going to come back around i guess is what i'm trying to say and it, it almost doesn't depend on location anymore and i think the relationships that do move on we need to always know that god could open that door again and while it may not make it through this season in life, there could be another transition ahead who would have known that we would go into quarantine and all of a sudden these relationships in the past would be important again. So um, just interesting that while it may not survive the present circumstance that you're in, those roots in those really strong relationships that we talked about from that Proverbs verse, or maybe the people that we've gone out for those, you know, air quote, two months with, uh, they're still there. They're still strong. And God will bring them back around, even if they don't survive the moment. You know, I
0: think part of healthy relationships with women is to allow friendships to ebb and flow. You know, I mean, just for you and I, we've yeah. been very good friends now for years. And when you moved to Franklin, there was a part of me that was like, wow, she's not going to be here. Now we do a lot of ministry stuff together, but we've been intentional in that that friendship. But of a true friend, let's a friendship go like it's yes. okay for you to develop really close friends down there it's okay for me to have a circle that's yep. tight up here because our yep. security yep. of who we are is resting in who he has called us to be my my yep. need to be wanted and loved and accepted and sought after is coming from him and yep. as that's filled it's easier to release a friend to go and you know yep. not worry when you hear that they're going doing things with other other friends, like that jealousy piece that is so prevalent in female relationships diminishes so much when your security comes from him. Amen. Well. Amen.
1: You know, I find that interesting, Debbie, one of the things that, uh, you know, I guess I think we've all kind of been in that place you just talked about where, you know, you may have a best friend, and then somebody new moves to town. And then there's that insecure piece, you know, when you're younger, or you're older, and you start thinking, what if the three of us do something and then two people end up being closer and I'm the- oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, tricky. right. It's tricky. So it's just yeah, it is. A, it's a it's a thing. It's a definitely a thing. But when we're focused on the kingdom first, we should be wanting to connect people with other people that they can grow in their relationship with the lord and that's where that whole thing goes back to what you were saying about if we're all looking to god if we're surrounding ourselves with the wise people we are going to be connectors and you know what if we do end up not being invited to the next lunch praise god that they're connecting in a way you know i think it's it's all perspective and a lot of that does come honestly i think with maturity in our relationship with the lord but just in understanding That friendship is not all about just what you give me and I give you. It's how can we connect each other in the kingdom of God for the advancing of the kingdom because of what he's doing in friendships. So true.
0: Number three, the number three uh, principle we wanted to talk about was that women need a friend who are going to hold their hand, like literally hold their hand, Mm -hmm. well, six feet apart at this point, but. Hold their hand. And we look back in yeah. Exodus 17 verses 12 and 13 is that amazing passage where there's a battle where the people of Israel are battling with the Amalekites and Moses is up on the side of a hill and he's holding the staff of God in his hands. And it's, it's oh, I can do that. But if you do that all day, I mean, not mm-hmm. even the best beach body person can do that. And so <laughs> his arms are getting shaky and tired. And he has Aaron and her that come and hold him up and they sit him on a rock and they hold his arms up. As long as that rod of the Lord, that staff of the Lord is in the air, the Amalekites are losing. As soon as he gets weary, the Amalekites begin to win. So we need to choose friends, really deep friends who are willing to stand by us and fully support us personally, our our spiritual walk with the Lord, our practical needs, our relationships. When the weather heads south, In life, you know, not the fair weather friends, friends who are ready for the foul weather.
1: Yep. Amen. The ones that will stand by you when the storms hit you. You know, I think back to the robbery that, you know, I talk about quite a bit. Uh, I had a, a, a band of women, including you, who stood by me through that time. It was hard. I felt like it was okay to cry in front of people because I knew that they love me, uh, hard, hard times. And then also when you're going through the struggle, friends who lend practical help to you, you know, the ones that bring you the meal, the ones that watch your kids, the ones that turn your eyes to Jesus, the ones who pray for you, the ones who check in on you. And really the word sacrifice comes in here with, with friendship too. I mean, talk about David and Jonathan and sacrifice there, right? Mm-hmm. Jonathan sacrificed a lot to go out there on behalf of his friend. Um, but who's the friend that will sacrifice for you too? And then are we friends who also will sacrifice for others?
0: And to also be the friend that doesn't ditch you when you're struggling. Yeah. I think, well, when does that happen? It happens when when I am putting too much emphasis of my security and my sense of well being in you being strong. Yep. And so if you're struggling, if you're really going through a hard time and you're not there for me, I'm going to go yep. find somebody who will be there for me. That's, that's yep. not the kind of friends that you want to have. You want to have one that says, all right, so you're falling apart and you're one of my best friends. Well, I'm not going anywhere. You're stuck with me. You know, I'm going to stay here and, and encourage you.
1: Yep. And the fourth one deb is women uh need friends who will carry our mat right and share our loads uh we all know the story or or maybe you're not familiar with it but in mark chapter 2 and in other gospels in the word we know the story about uh the the man the paralytic he was on a mat he had a great great need and uh his friends you know his friends picked up his mat picked him up and they knew where to take him to get his need met. And so they picked up his mat. It wasn't easy to carry this man on his mat up to a roof, move the pieces and lower him down in front of Jesus. Do we have friends who will do that for us? Are we friends who will do that for others? You know, they could have just seen the man on the mat and said, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to pray for you or I'm going to, um, you know, I'm just going to pray for you or what can I do for you in this moment? But they knew he had a need that they could not meet on their own, but they knew where to take him. So I think there's, uh, we need friends who are going to do more, uh, when there is the availability to do more, to bring us to that place where we, they bring us right to Jesus. Right. Um, and they carry our mat for us. And then in Galatians six, two, uh, the word talks about the fact that we are to bear each other's burdens and, um, You know, do we bear the burdens of other people and do we have friends who will bear our burdens? Are we a friend who will take a risk for somebody else? and not worry about what other people are going to say about us because we've taken a risk for somebody else. Uh, those guys who carried their friend and put them in front of Jesus, you know, they could have had people coming at them. What are you doing climbing up the roof? Why would you even bother with that? You know, what you're doing is is ridiculous or silly, but they knew where their friend needed to be. And so they carried their friend's load. They shared the friend's burden and, um, and they did more than just, use words saying, I'll pray for you. I remember, um, I was talking to somebody that I used to work for and there was a need and, and he said, you know, I could tell you, I'll pray for you and I'll pray for you when I get home, or I could stop everything I'm doing right now. And I can pray for you at this moment. And so we were just standing in the middle of the foyer and he said, I'm going to pray for you now. And I thought, wow, isn't that interesting? Well, the next time I saw him, I got to pray for him, you know, cause he had a need and I was like, Oh, wait a minute. I'm not just going to say, I'm going to pray for you. Let's pray. There, there is a difference in in stopping everything you're doing on the way out the door and, and praying for that person.
0: You know, if your comfort level is saying, I'll, I'll pray for you kind of like when I think of it, when I get home, I'll pray. And you're like, I don't want to pray right here in public. We're in public, right? Mm-hmm. There is something that God does in your own heart when you're being prayed for on the spot you know where mm-hmm. he just comes and shows up, and I used to be really—I used to say that I say, "I'll pray for you when I get home," but God's like, "Why don't you pray right now?" And I'm like, "Well, people are right here, like watching," <laughs> and He's like, "Right, okay, <laughs> like what's the yeah problem? Yeah, like, yeah 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 problem with that? Yeah. It's not like you have to shout a prayer." You know, right. you can just pray, um, you can keep right. your eyes open, you can actually, if the other person's uncomfortable, I'm just going to, that's what I've said to like waitresses, I'm just going to look at you like I'm ordering something.
1: Yes. Yeah, that's and, awesome.
0: And that way you're not getting in trouble with your boss. I'm just going to pray for your shoulder right now while yeah, I'm yeah. just looking at you and they think I'm, ordering, yeah, yeah. you know, a dessert or something. Yeah. So Just to take it, take it up a notch. You know, like if you've only said, I'll keep you in my prayers, I'll keep you in my thoughts. Let's bump Mm -hmm. it up to, I'll pray for you. Can I just say a quick prayer for you right now? You don't have to pray this 20 minute thing. Just ask the Lord to just come and encourage them right where they are. Something simple. You know, you don't have to be loud about it. Um, It's amazing how the Holy Spirit will just open up opportunities in that moment for them to receive. I've watched my dad do this for years and Mm. how many waitresses he's prayed for that end up in tears.
1: You know, they yes, end up yes, in yes, tears
0: because yes. they're so yep. moved. And then I'll just throw out another thing just to take it another edge. When you get home, put it in your calendar that this is what you're praying for somebody. If there's a, yes. date, a date of a yes, surgery sure. or a, an, a yes. court date or something, write it down. And yes, then absolutely. the day after, reach out to them and say, hey, mm-hmm. how did it go? You know, been praying for you. Yep. People are blown away that you actually remember one thought about it, remembered it, and then reached yep. out. So, yep. It's so simple, but how, yep. what an impact that makes. And yep, that's, that's called giving sacrificially. Like you're putting some time and energy. Maybe you're showing up with some flowers. Maybe you're showing up with some soup, something that just says, I have resources that I can share. Yep. I'm going to put yep. your needs in front of my own. Yep. So, these are just such simple things, but I think a lot of times we overlook them because we're in scramble mode and we're waiting for someone else to be that friend to us. But these are, these are such good principles for being a good friend, you know, and just to, just to kind of, we're going to fly through some final, uh, takeaways, you know, not going into depth, but just mentioning them some other really healthy relationship habits. I think we're going to go right out there with a big one. Be a good listener. I mean, how much do we listen Mm. purely listening and not planning our next thing that we're going to say, you know, would, would your friend say she loves to talk about herself or she, she really <laughs> loves to learn about my life. It's amazing. Like, what's her agenda? She really wants to know about me. No, I just really want to know about you. What do people say? Are yeah. you a very good listener? Paying attention. Absolutely. Like, not getting distracted by your phone or people around you. Eye contact, right? Keeping keeping this person be the focus. Like, I want to hear follow-up questions. Tell me more about what's going on there. That's just Absolutely. such a simple principle.
1: Yeah, I think so so many times we fall into the trap of talking too much, Deb, and maybe that's a woman thing. I don't know. But uh, there have been times where I am in the middle of a conversation and I just honestly all I hear is me. <laughs> I am gonna go, Like, oh, I need to start asking questions or this, this conversation is definitely lopsided. There's too much me and not enough them. And I have to, I really intentionally say I'm done talking about me and it's time to ask about them. But you know, when you walk away from a conversation and it's been lopsided in conversation, and, and the worst part is when you're the one that's done all the talking, you know, I, I want to listen. I want to know what's on people's hearts and it's easy to just come in the, into the conversation and just start talking about, you know, what's going on in your life or your world, especially now these days, because we all have so many things we're concerned about. Um, James two, three tells us that we're to overflow with grace and mercy rather than being offended and hold a grudge. And I think that really goes to that too, because, uh, sometimes even when somebody is monopolizing the conversation uh, you know you can kind of start not being so gracious and merciful and and that is maybe when we start checking our phones and of course same thing can happen with us other people can want to check their phones because we are monopolizing the conversation but we do want to overflow with grace and mercy um in our conversations when we're talking about uh having healthy habits, we want to overflow with grace and mercy and not be quickly offended by what other people are saying, what other people are doing. Um, we just want to, we just want to roll with the spirit, right? Flow with the spirit. And that's what, that's what the Lord does.
0: Another, we alluded to this a little bit earlier, but having, allowing your friends to have other good friends. That is such a healthy habit, not becoming abusive really or jealous like a Klingon, right? Like a Klingon. Yes, 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 that's right. It's that, it's that uh, dryer sheet that will not let go. You know, it's like, yep. it actually becomes annoying. Something that was yes. a blessing became annoying and celebrating yes. when they're getting together with other people. And, and, and I'm telling you, we've all been in the spot where there's this initial pang of, Oh, I wasn't included. You know, I wasn't Mm -hmm. on that invitation. And did they not Mm -hmm. think of me? I, I, even if I couldn't come, it would be nice to have been asked and the enemy sweeps in there and starts to put you down and cause you to become judgmental and critical. And when that happens, just ask the Holy spirit for his help. God, I am choosing to celebrate that you're my friend. You are my yep. friend that sticks closer than a brother. And, and my invitation from you will never get lost in the mail and it will never Amen. go into a spam folder and I will never be overlooked. So when, the, when you struggle, that's a real struggle for females, run to the source of, of being, having the best friend in Jesus. And that will actually free up your ability to say, Laura, I am so excited that you can take a vacation with another couple.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, that yeah. is
0: really a beautiful thing. And go, mm-hmm. man, and then put it on my calendar and pray for those friendships mm-hmm, to really mm-hmm. just blossom and grow. It frees you up where the enemy would try to, you know, like a just start poking at you.
1: Yep, that's right. Um, another good, important, healthy habit in friendship is to um, what the words that we speak. You know, Deb, we got to speak words that bring life and not death. And it's so easy. I wonder if it's so easy with men too. I don't know because I'm not in on those conversations. But it is easy for women to sit down and just start speaking words that would be negative or gossip or complaining or criticism or lies. And, of course, we're talking about bearing one another's burdens, so we need to be able to be honest with each other about what's going on in our lives. But I think we all know where we've crossed the line when something inside of us just you know just says to us we know it's the holy spirit like you're crossing the line or what you're going to talk about doesn't need to be said um i want to have friends that speak life into my life i want to be a friend who speaks life into somebody else's life and i also want to talk about other people in a way that speaks life and i think that's really important um especially in these days that our words are so gracious and so full of life.
0: That's such, such a good, I'm just listening to you and thinking, my, men do not use as many words. Right? <laughs> this is true. So they probably have fewer issues in this area. This is true. This it's the true. women, right? Not that they don't have their own issues, but they probably, men just yeah. don't go down this road as much. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah, I don't want to so talk true. to them, I just don't, you know? <laughs> right. And women want to talk about why they won't talk to them.
1: Right, right, right. Oh. It's
0: so true. I think part of being a good friend too is just being intentional, like reaching out. And you say that's such, some people are like, that's not an issue. That's such an easy thing. But if you are shy or you have a lot mm-hmm. of insecurities or you're living under this perception that they need to reach out to me. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like they yes, need to take the initiative. Well, if it's all about somebody else becoming that friend to you, then you're going to find yourself really disappointed. Jesus initiated reaching to yep. us first. That's right. Whether or not we were even paying attention to him, he reached out to us first, stepping out of his comfort zone, which was heaven to come to us, initiating that relationship. We should do the same thing. And there are times you're going to reach out that the other person is not receptive and that's okay. You know, like it's it's not that it feels good, but it's still, you're still reaching out because there are going to be those that respond in a, such a positive way and say, thank you for calling. Thank you for thinking of me. You yep. know, that was real. That was really wonderful that you did that.
1: Yep. Amen. And then we should also be encouraging each other to grow and succeed and not try to control other people. Nobody wants to hang with somebody who's going to try to control their, co- the conversation, their movement, their emotion, whatever it might be, their decisions. We want to be people who encourage and not control other people.
0: Absolutely. And, you know be be people of gratitude you know sometimes mm-hmm. especially if thinking your family you um you used to thank you for doing this thank you for opening the door thank you thank you thank you and then you've yep. been living together for a while and it's like how come you didn't do this for me you know what yes I mean? yes and so same thing and <laughs> same thing in friendships when people are yep. first developing friendships they're full of gratitude and they vocalize it mm-hmm. people don't know how you feel unless you speak up So look Mm -hmm. for the the big things and the very little things that people do and express it regularly.
1: That's right. And then, you know, finally, Deb, as we wrap up, it really is important to respect and honor the boundaries that other people establish in their friendships or in your friendship and also in their other relationships. Um, You know, godly boundaries are such a, a key peace of life we need to live in those places those boundaries if we're going to live in true freedom and if other people have established boundaries for their lives that maybe we haven't established for our life like we all have different um, places that God has uh, led us to or uh, thoughts or ideas or how we run our families or whatever it might look like we need to respect and honor other people's boundaries that have been established it's it it's uh it's key it's important And healthy relationships will do that. They'll respect other people's boundaries and not kind of try to bring them over into their own boundary, their own mindset. I think that's just one of the gifts that we have as as friends that we all view things differently, but we all come back to the word, right? Then speaking again about uh, these healthy relationships that are based on Christ, we all come back to the word and then we want to walk inside of those boundaries that he's given each of us and not feel like the other person thinks that, you know, we're, we're to this or we're to that. We want to just stay grounded on what the words the Lord has given to us. So as we close out this month of, talking about, reflecting on, and really learning uh, how to be better and stronger in our relationships. Um, just really want to thank the Lord for the fact that He has made us relational people, and I know that goes back to the very first week of February, but what a gift God has given us in relationships uh, with our kids or our parents, with uh, mentors, with other women uh in our homes it's been a gift and really it's been a gift it's been eye-opening for me in a lot of ways to go through this month with you deb and and with our guests and so i hope it has been for our listeners as well i just want to pray that god continues to um, enrich the relationships in our lives and that we will take these principles from the word and really live them out because uh it really is a gift March is coming up upon us, and we are excited to see uh, where God is leading us as we venture into March. So please keep connected with us. Uh, If you follow us on our Facebook page, it's Beyond Women's Conference. You can check out our website, beyondwomensconference.com, and uh, we're also... Uh, are available by email if you have any questions or concerns or you just need someone to pray with you. You can reach out to beyondwomensconference at gmail.com and we would love to stay connected with you. So we look forward to seeing you next week. Uh, Keep those relationships strong and centered on the Lord and uh, God is moving in our lives and we're grateful for that. So God bless you. Thanks for being a part and we will see you soon. Thanks. Thanks everybody.